don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And today, I'm going to be reading a story, which was not my original plan. I had a whole thing planned out for this week and didn't work out. So we're going to read a story. Are you All right, ready? let's go. Okay, I found this story. This is another one that I saw on YouTube um, that originally came from Reddit youtube mm-hmm. youtube is a good place to find i know it's just the way that stories. you said it youtube youtube <laughs> but it is from the creepypasta page on reddit from the user darkly underscore gathers wrote this story and it is called i've been stalking a monster i've nicknamed the wheel and it's unlike anything i've ever seen in my life if that ain't the longest title for a story I've ever heard, I don't know what it is. So let's go ahead and get right into it. This one's going to be pretty short. It is going to be two parts because the story is two parts. So this week I'll read the first part and then next week I'll read you the second part. But don't go and read it and find out what happens in the second part before I post it. That's, that's cheating. All right. I've been watching The Wheel for a month now. That's the name I've given this monstrosity. The Wheel. I saw it for the first time on one of my night walks with my dog, Benny. Beyond the edge of the town and out down by the fields and the forest. It was hard to see at the beginning. In the darkness, I mistook its body for a fallen tree at the edge of the woods. Benny noticed it before me, anyway. Or felt it, at least. He stopped and stiffened tensed and focused. Benny made the mistake of investigating the nest of a hive of yellow jacket wasps once. He got an awful sting on his nose and he developed a hatred of anything even slightly resembling that nest that we find on our travels. His reaction here made me first think that he'd found some such object. What is it boy? I murmured to him, but he wasn't looking down at the ground. He was staring right out into the field, growling softly from the back of his throat. I remember this feeling of, of cold, just slithering sickly over my skin. I remember crouching by the hedge and peering through, looking out on the farmland and following his gaze at what I first thought was this fallen tree, stuck in the ground at an unusual angle, with branches outstretched and overlapping. I remember a feeling of terrible, icy dread drop like a stone into my stomach as the fallen tree shifted and adjusted its branches on that cool, windless night. My eyes grew used to the darkness, and the moon drifted out from behind a cloud, and the thing was washed in a faint, silvery light. I could see it a little clearer. Massive, you must understand. The size of an elephant, I guess. 
though far more scrawny and spindly. I still shiver thinking about seeing it that first time, watching it rising up onto all fours. It sickened me then, as it does now, even before I knew what it was capable of. I didn't dare speak, but I kept a warning hand on the back of Benny's neck. Stay, boy. Stay low and stay quiet. How to describe the wheel's body? Picture the werewolf, if you can, from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. My nephew loves that movie. A bizarre reference, perhaps, but that's the best way I can think to describe it. Large, hunched and hairless, stretched over animalistic bones, though more metallic-looking. I don't know, rusty, almost? And its head. The creature's head. Its namesake. The monster's head is scarcely a head at all. Imagine, if you will, a huge layered wheel. Again, metal-looking, and ringed with dozens of minuscule little amber lights. Benny and I watched as the creature crept through the night to the edge of the farmland. We watched as it leant back on its haunches with a low creak and looked up to the nearest tree. A pine, I think. We watched as the great wheel head began to spin, slowly at first, then faster. With a sound like a rising wind, the wheels within wheels began to rotate round and around till they were nothing more than a blur. The lights that ringed it burst into a fiery intensity and the pine tree found itself caught in a beam of brightening orange light. I stared in confusion and awe, heart pounding as the tree began to grow rapidly right before my eyes. And up it went, up into the air, the branches creaking and cracking with the duress as they sprouted with surprise from the sides of the trunk. As the pine needles burst from their ends and fell to the floor in a constant rain, ever growing and ever falling, and still the tree climbed taller, up, up it went, far up, high beyond its brothers. The tree's groans and cracks grew louder and louder, but the wheel scarcely adjusted its position. I remember watching the monster's ribs shift, its silver stomach bulge as its head span round and around. The tree grew upwards for about a minute before it grew no farther, and not long after that the needles stopped falling too. No new leaves were grown, and the wood began to rot, and the bark began to split, though still the wheel held the tree in its gaze. The branches drooped and dropped from the trunk. The tree began to stoop and waver, groaning under the stress, till at last its roots gave out and tumbled to the side, crashing loudly into its neighbor and resting there, dead, as its base began to began rotting away. Only then did the wheel's head begin to slow. The lights dimmed and the creature looked a measured, careful... Oh, that says took. Only then did the wheel's head begin to slow. The lights dimmed, and the creature took a measured, careful step back. It waited, perhaps a moment or two, before the spinning to cease and the lights to fade. And then that was it. I watched it look around and then bound away across the fields on heavy feet, disappearing into the shadows at the edge of the forest. That was all it took. All it took for me to become obsessed. Obsessed with the beast. How could I not be? Benny always knew where to go. He seem, seemed to sense which of our walks would be 
wheel hunting walks beforehand. His whole demeanor was always totally different. He's normally such a happy and carefree guy, but the nights we went after the wheel, it's like he could sense their importance. So just under a week after this first incident, and several sleepless nights spent attempting fruitless research, we found the creature again, Benny and I. A few miles south of its previous spot, at the edge of a field filled with sheep. The moon was not so bright that night. The air was still at first, but I still recall the sudden fright I felt at seeing the shadowed rim of the wheel rise up from the ditch at the edge of the field. Merged for a second with the shadows of the broken wooden fence, then climbing up and above, clambering over and into the night, its limbs long, that circle of lights brightening and slowly starting to spin, then faster and faster. It's all right, Benny. Stay low, boy, I murmured in a wavering voice as we watched, crouched from our position nearby. Most of the sheep awoke and fled, bleeding as they bounced clumsily across the field, but one poor creature did not, caught in the beam of the wheel's brightening lights and frozen in place. We could only watch as the light grew stronger still, as the wheel spanned faster and faster and the monster drew hungrily closer. We watched as the wool began to burst from the sheep's body, graying and billowing out as the creature's ears began to droop, as its horns grew out from its head at an impossible rate. We watched as the sheep was enveloped in its wool and eventually collapsed to the ground. Down into the dead grass, it fell as a pile of wool and bones. And only when it was a little more than dust did the wheel pull back and allow the spinning of its head to slow. I ducked instinctively as it seemed to pass its gaze over our position in the shrubbery. It's difficult to tell where the creature is looking. The only clue is that circle of light. It didn't come after us, though. It seemed to enjoy the sheep more than the tree, as it went after three more that night being disappearing. It came back the next night, too, and took some more. Though on the third night, I found myself warned away by an angry farmer. Two of his vehicles positioned in the field with floodlights blaring. Benny and I didn't see the wheel that night, or the night after that. But then, at the end of the week, Benny caught the wheel scent yet again. All our walks were in pursuit of the wheel by this point. I was losing sleep over the monstrosity, but I had to see it again, get some proper footage or something. My phone doesn't record so well in the dark, but I have an old camera that might do the trick. I swear it had a setting specifically for night. So we went out, out into the night. We didn't leave the town this time, just to the outskirts. We walked for the better part of an hour and passed a homeless man leaned against the side of a building. Bare feet stretched out over the cobblestones as the drizzle began to patter down all around us. Evening, he nods to me, and I nod back. I pause at the sound of a noise from the far end of the street. But it's only a group of kids. Teenagers, I guess. Drunk and stumbling home from one of the local bars. Benny stops beside me too, though, fur risen and ears pinned back, and the homeless man seems to notice. They're not a bad group of lads, you know. He chuckles. They often have money left over at this time, this kind of time. It's why I'm still awake, after all. Nothing to be afraid of. In fact, quiet. I hiss to him. 
all of a sudden. Then, sorry, but please. Shh. The man raises an eyebrow at me, but does as I say, as I suddenly drop to the ground, peering out down the street from behind a nearby bin. What the fuck? He mutters, following my gaze, as the lads shout and laugh their way up the street. Behind them, clambering down the side of a building in the rain, is the wheel. Avoiding the direct glare of the street lamps, it creeps its way over the road like an enormous spider watching its prey down below. I'm telling you, mate, I could have fucked her. One of the guys blurts out at his friends start laughing. His speech is slurred and one of them still carries a bottle in his hand. She had a boyfriend, mate. Didn't you see that guy at the bar? Another manages to choke out through laughter, though the laughing stops the second the wheel's shadow falls long and dark across the stones and puddles before them. What the? The sound of the wheel spin rises swiftly and suddenly like a wind. The head of the beast becomes a quick blur and the lights around the rim begin to brighten. The lads look up. Jesus. Fuck. Christ. In a frenzied panic, they start stumbling and staggering in different directions off the road. Chaos sets in. I can feel the tension of both of my dog and the homeless man tighten against me. The shock and the sheer disbelief. I remember what I'm here for and start fumbling with my camera. Johnny! One of the lads shouts above the sound of the wheel and the wash of the rain. But the boy in the middle, the one with the bottle, is caught in the center of the road in the amber glare of the creature's beam. His eyes are bright and terrified with the light's reflection, and with mouth open, it looks as if a scream is caught in his throat. Help! He stutters before his jaw is locked in place. I struggle with the camera. We gotta help him! The man beside me mutters, hand on my shoulder. But what could we do? What is there to do? One of the boy's mates sprints off into the night. The other shouts and panics, a hand on his head, but the wheel has its prize. I watched as the lights brighten and the wheel spins faster, as the boy grows a little taller and fills out. I watched as hair bursts from its head and I watched as creases and wrinkles appear across his face. The skin on his arms start to loosen and the color of his hair begins to gray. His jaw trembles. He looks as if he's trying to speak as a tear rolls down the side of his face. The crow's feet aside his eyes deepen and darken, and he's forced to stop as the rain falls. Sir, please, what can we do? The homeless man hisses, shaking me, but I don't respond. There's nothing we can do. We can't help this boy now. A sob escapes the victim's throat, caught in the sounds of the rushing wind, and he closes his eyes one final time. His friends have all gone now. I don't know where to. I watch as he exhales and collapses to the ground with a crunch. And still the wheel draws his energy, his body convulsing and twitching, until he has crumbled to a skeleton. And then, as with the sheep, to dust, already washing away across the stone in the rain. The lights of the wheel start to fade. Its spinning slows and the targeting beams fade away. Silence but for the gentle patter of the rain. The ancient camera, at last, is finally roused to life. Da-da-da-ding! It proudly proclaims a digital jingle, loud in the strained tension of the street. Too loud, actually. Far too loud. Benny jumps at the sound, and he's not the only one. To my utter horror, the wheel, still balanced between buildings and perched above the street, 
swings round its monstrous head right towards our position with a terrible creak, and the lights reignite. Fuck. Benny barks. The homeless man swears and staggers back up against the wall, splashing a puddle that has formed beside us. Terror strikes me. Run, I shout, and with Benny at my heels, we run down the street and race around a corner, sending up great splashes as we do so. Help, wait, the homeless man cries out from behind me, and as I round the corner, I shoot a look back over my shoulder. I watch in dismay as he falls to the ground and thuds against the stones with a grunt. I watch as he's caught in the beam. His eyes meet mine, and I hear that terrible whirring, both eerie, metallic, and yet natural at the same time. The rising wind. I see the shadow of the beast creep into position from around the corner. Don't leave me, mate, the man pleads in a hoarse voice, but it is already too late. He reaches out a hand to try and lift himself off the ground. Then suddenly he freezes. The air above and around him shimmers in orange. I watch as he starts to shake, as his eyes roll back and a tooth loosens from his gums, falling to the stones with a clatter as his fingernails lengthen and hands become wrinkled and spotted. I, I'm sorry, Gemma, he whispers before his lips crack still. A moth flutters into the beam and disappears before my eyes into powder. Benny is barking, and I become aware that I have stopped running. I am standing and staring, aghast, as the man on the ground takes his final ragged breaths. Benny bites at my sleeve and pulls, and the spell is broken. I watch as the man dissolves into bones with a quick, sad sigh, and I turn tail and run, running through the streets, round corner after corner, as far away from the wheel as we can, heading roughly back in the direction of the house. Back to my lane, back inside, slamming the door shut tight. I collapsed against it, falling to the floor with my head in my hands. Jesus. Hell, oh hell, oh hell. What do I do? What the hell do I do? And that's where we're stopping. Nice. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. That is crazy. Kind of scary. I wish they would, like, take some of these stories and make them into movies. Like, I feel like that would be a good opening for a movie. That would be. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. For sure. It'd be cool to see how somebody depicted the mm-hmm. wheel, like, in their own version. Mm-hmm. I can, I kind of imagine what it would look like in my head. If you've seen Harry Potter. Oh, well, yeah. And he um, compares it to the werewolf in The Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, you're pretty right. huge and terrifying. For sure. With a big wheel for a head. Creepy. Yeah. So we'll find out next week what he figures out what to do. All right. All right. Guys, if you haven't already, go subscribe to our Patreon if you are interested. Please. We are working on figuring out how we're going to post our videos. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, stay tuned, and we'll figure that out. Yep. We'll keep you guys updated. And that's all. Yep. Check back next week and find out what happens in the story. See you guys. Bye. Bye.